It's the sheriff. Podcast, baby. Yeah. It's the sheriff. HL man of the year. 500 pro fights in his career. Got the record for most ice fights in the season. Chill. the sheriff. Lucky you're still breathing. It's the sheriff. Welcome, everybody, to an exclusive episode of The Sheriff. Boy, oh boy, do I ever have a treat for you. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here at The Sheriff Podcast, we try to go after go-getters, role models, and champions. But as a hockey person, what would be better than a Stanley Cup champion that's also a role model as well as a go-getter? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls all over the world, I would like to introduce to you our guest tonight. He hails from Drummondville, Quebec. At six feet, 194 pounds, he is a middleweight. He is part of the Quebec royal family, the Dion's. He played over 700 professional hockey games. He is a Stanley Cup champion, and he is the all-time best player to ever put on a Cambridge Hornets jersey. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Mr. Gilbert Dion. How are you doing, my friend? Is this where I'm supposed to drop the gloves? That's I'll not gonna happen. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you one thing, Gilbert. I know that you were mostly a skilled player, but I wouldn't want to mess with you, man. You look like you're in tremendous shape. I wouldn't want to do that, my friend. Hey, hey Sean, can you believe this body won the Stanley Cup? <laughs> hey. hey, listen, let's get, let, let's get this uh, out right off the hop. I'm, get, I'm getting a little bling here from the light, and I think it might be oh. a piece of jewelry that you're wearing. We are honored, honored that Gilbert brought his Stanley Cup ring. So I, I really want to thank My you pleasure. for doing that, buddy. My I'm a pleasure. big fan, and it was a big honor for me to see that live in person. That's great. And, you know, I'm very happy to be here at the bottom line. Uh, you know, we tried to connect in the last few weeks. Unfortunately, just couldn't make it. And uh, nothing better than when the Troy police were in the playoffs trying to get, you know, some of the Leafs alumni come in here and uh, chat you up a little bit. But uh, all around, I'm very happy to be here. Well, I'm honored that you're here, Gilbert, because not only am I a big fan, but now that I'm trying to have a platform, trying to have a post-hockey career, I'm really trying to network and, and be close to people like yourself that are role models, that do have a lot going on, and that can set examples for younger hockey players when they stop playing, what they get involved with afterwards. So thank you for, 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 for being here, it's, like, it's first and foremost. And, and let you know... Also, for when we call ourselves old guys, all, all alumni, uh, having a hard time with social media and Instagram, we just slowly get into it. And uh, thanks to you, Sean, and many podcasters out there that just trying to reach out. Uh, it's us, the alumni. It's us, the National Hockey League uh, Alumni Association, NHLPA, to just help you guys out and uh, promote the game through via social media. That's perfectly said, Gilbert, and I appreciate it. So, me personally... I always like to get to the beginnings because we only bring big characters on the show, my friends. So I try to figure out what really created this big character that I have in front of me. Let's talk about Drummondville, Quebec. Let's talk about it. I'm going to zip now and I'm going to let you go. Drummondville, Quebec, what does it mean to you? you know, it's, it's my hometown, right? My families are still there. My parents uh, obviously... Uh, Unfortunately, passed away a few years ago. Uh, it all started with my older brother, Marcel Dion, that uh, today uh, Hockey Hall of Famer. 
uh, and uh, played for the LA Kings many years and uh, Detroit Red Wings and uh, the Rangers. Uh, really look up to him. Uh, in Quebec, uh, fortunate, uh, we had harder winters, so everything you can do outdoor rinks, and, and that's what you want to do. I grew up across the street from a school that would have two pads uh, and build some outdoor rinks, uh, ice, and uh, this is where I learned to play some hockey uh, with, uh, you know, you're 10, 12, 11 years old, you're watching the Montreal Canadiens on TV, and it was my goal to maybe follow my brother's footstep, and uh, the rest is history, right? Right on. Now, now, just to add a little bit to that, Gilbert, have you ever thought of having a career in TV? Like, because, man, I feel like I just got a promotion, and this is my first time on set with a professional. So, man, you're good. You know, you know what? It's back in the old days, baby. Yeah, hey. Yeah, I'd like to do the uncensored one. I think it'd be so much fun, <laughs> but you know what? I, I, I really, you know, I believe to, uh, on, from Don Cherry on, you know, I grew up during my time with Don Cherry and everything. It's ourselves, like you said, diversity. There's things that have changed. We need to learn. I'm learning every day. I'm bilingual, so sometimes the translation from French to English, uh, with all means, don't want to offend anybody. And yeah. that's the hard part about uh, yeah. social media and, and doing live TV and radio. So it's a little bit hard for people, but... I mean, to me, I'm just happy what I'm doing right now. I'm very happy to be here. Right on. So, and, and thanks for sharing that, Gilbert. Now, another thing I wanted to get into, we're t now we're talking about Drummondville. I want to talk about what, what Gilbert was like as a kid. Like, was Gilbert a kid that was getting in trouble at school? Were you a goody-goody? Were you a mama's boy? What was happening, like, yeah. at the age before 10 years old? To be honest with you, obviously, um, Having an older brother that's uh, reflecting into the NHL, we wanted to make sure, grew up in a family of eight, right? Marcel left, uh, left Drummondville, uh, and I have a brother back home and five sisters. I grew up with five sisters. And my parents wanted to make sure we weren't disappointing his name, you know, re reputation in yeah. the league, uh, because at that time it was all the newspaper time, right? There's no TV, you know, there was no phones to, mm -hmm. to keep an eye on. But at the end, growing up, I was a late bloomer in sports. I was really... Working hard, but uh, there was way better players uh, when I played minor hockey in Drummondville. But unfortunately, things were not happening in Quebec, in the, in the, in the province of Quebec, to uh, promote and push myself and to become a better player. So I decided to uh, leave Quebec and end up coming to Ontario and play my junior B in Niagara Falls. Yes, and, and I appreciate you sharing that. But Gilbert, you know I can't let you off that easily, man, because before you went to Ontario, there's some key parts of your journey that happened. One of them that I wanted to bring up, it's one of my favorite topics that I have with players that I know that had the same experience. The Quebec Pee Wee International Tournament in the Ville de Quebec. Yes. It Let's was, talk about it, man. It's fantastic. I think the best part, the tournament's been going on over 50 years. Uh, we were a double-A center, and it's international, right? You have your triple-A teams, people, are young players like ourselves. The opportunity we had from Drummondville to go play in, in Quebec and then get billeted, uh, and the volunteers there were endless, and playing in a big Coliseum de Quebec back in the old days where the Nordiques used to play uh, was fantastic. Our dream was you qualify to go play in that big rink. You know, if you don't, then you end up playing with the little smaller centers in Lévis-Lauzon and uh, not too far get around the area. But you know what? All means the exposure we got, and today's even bigger, 
Yeah. Uh, uh, the pH could dictate right now the kids will be a superstar someday. Uh, but for myself, it was all around a great time, great tournament. Went there two years, made to the semifinals, finals, or whatnot. But then next thing you know, the first, first major interview I had since Marcel was my older brother was in the, in the Pee Wee tournament. And uh, it was fantastic. I had to handle it kind of okay but you know what it is what it is right you just moving on <laughs> see see now that now that's what i wanted to touch upon like that for guys like yourself that made it all the way to the nhl that had great careers for a lot of them that was their first taste of of stardom first taste of the big stage now ladies and gentlemen we're talking about if you're from ontario the color the coliseum the, the pepsi it's yeah. called now is comparable to maple leaf gardens Let's, let's have a packed Maple Leaf Gardens for a bunch of 12 and 13 year olds. That wouldn't happen. In the Ville de Quebec, they're packing the arena for these 12 and 13 year olds every game. And Sean, like you say, the city is still going every year because fans are going, even though that your team doesn't represent, you know, is not on the ice. They're buying the packages, you know, the locals in Quebec just go and support every little opportunity for those young players at that age group and uh, all around. I'm so glad every year it's it's out there. It's during the uh, Carnival of the Quebec. Oh. You see the Bonhomme Carnival and uh, you get to enjoy. This is what's happening. It's a very nice tourism place in Quebec and people get to have their wine and sculptures, ice sculptures and everything and the castle. Whatever they do, it's phenomenal and it's awesome for all those young kids that get to go play uh, that tournament. So now, Gilbert, I, I like to have a lot of fun on the show, and I know that, I know that you're a fun guy, so a, a lot of people may not agree to do this, but I, but I think that you might agree. <laughs> I just remembered that, that the, like the Pee Wee Carnival song yeah. <laughs> of how it went, Pee Wee, 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 Vive the Pee Wee Carnival. Absolutely. Now, if I would have known, I so, would have listened. Yeah, I would have told you the French, but I kind of forgot. But it is, it is a period kind of. So, so like, and, and like, what I just to get back to what we we're talking about before, you mentioned that interview that you had. So, one hundred percent, that was your first taste. Other than getting interviewed about your brother, maybe. Can you talk about that a little bit about how you really were on on the main stage in that tournament? Absolutely, and. Uh, you know, in the back of your head, you know, you're, you're you always worry about your teammates, right? You're always about where's why do I get the attention, right? Yeah. It was, it was, you know, worrisome that it should. This is a team sports, and and but you know what? I took it with heart. I I, I was trying to guide myself to um, expressing myself actually uh, with with the, the right thoughts and the right yeah. um, speech, you know. But you're 11 years old. What are you supposed to say and do, right? <laughs> I mean, the reporter at that time, there's a picture I received not a few weeks ago that uh, he was awesome, right? He knew he was not going to ask me too many questions or of embarrassment, but all around. Uh, now these days, you had the Mario Lemieux kids came in, you know. They, okay. They, the, uh, um, uh, a few other NHL players, they'll come and help coaching and yep. go to the Pee Wee tournament and register their teams from all over. Al McGinnis was there and Paul Coffey, all these guys. It's amazing that you see some NHL players with their kids experiencing that at the tournament. Yes. Now, and thank you for sharing that, Gilbert. Now, the next thing I wanted to get into was the how big of an advantage it was, the fact that Marcel, your brother, is 19 years older than you. So now, I'm 20 years older than my daughter. Okay, so it must have been like kind of like almost like a fatherly figure 
you know, just as well as an older brother figure. And, and what I'm trying to get at is I want you to talk to the audience about the meeting that was took place with you, Marcel, and your parents when you guys decided, and I think it was when you said that you wanted to learn English, that Marcel said, the kid's ready, let's make a plan for him, and then the move was made to Ontario. Can you talk about that time a little bit? Exactly. I mean, uh, the first year that we were going to make the move, uh, my parents were not going to release me, and they thought I was too young, so I ended up moving to Quebec City, uh, eventually playing my U18 age. Apologize, it's back then it was called midget age, yeah, but yeah. Uh, the age group kind of changed and I had to uh, drop back to the uh, U15 uh, uh, caliber. Disappointment, my sister was disappointed, my brother-in-law was the coach for the U18 team, I said, I still want to do it. I, it's diversity, I, I just want to go try it and see if this has happened. If, if I get homesick, if I just don't like what's happening, then might as well come home. Uh, so I, I spent a whole year in Livy Lausanne and play uh, my U15 uh, age year. And it was tough, right? Here's an outsider coming into the city. The brother, Marcel Dion, they were going to throw me the captaincy. Yeah. And I was mature enough to tell the coach, I said, this is not right. You, you're already putting a target on me right now, I said. Yes. You need to name one of your veterans. That's your second-year player. Should be the captain. And he couldn't believe it how I responded that way. Well, you know what? Was I being coached or not? Or knowing how Marcel was dealing with the NHL and so forth and parenting? Yep. Of course I was, right? Mm -hmm. So... Eventually, things turned out right, and that's what Marcel says. Uh, when I said I want to learn English, I said, you're ready. And I was went to move to Niagara Falls, uh, tried out to St. Catharines, played some Junior B, and didn't make the, the cut. Eventually, I was 16, and Niagara Falls took a chance. And when you say sometimes politics in sports and hockey, maybe there is. I was fortunate enough that the coaches weren't sure, but I was billeted, and the billets were confident I would be okay. And, I was splitting my ice time with the midget team, the U18, yeah. and the junior. But soon, soon they realized that uh, when I was playing junior, I, got, I can't, we can't set you down. Yeah. So I've earned my spot. I've earned my ice time. And uh, my first year was always a learning curve. And it seems like throughout my stats and career, the second year, I always blossomed. If you see it, I end up with a bunch of goals. And that's how the Kitchener Rangers end up uh, drafting me for the OHL. I appreciate that story so much because I don't know if you noticed, but I'm we're standing, but I'm kind of like on the edge of my seat <laughs> listening to you because you're such a good storyteller. Well, well, you know what? At, at the end of the day, I've said that too many times to so many parents. They're yeah. diehard out there spending tons of money. And I always tell one of the dad, this is my line. I said, would you move for your son and, or your daughter or, or your kid? They're like, yeah. what are you talking about? I said, would you move? Is he that good? Is she that good? Well, I don't think I'll move. Then, you, then don't. it's not the player then. That's okay. not, it's not going to work. My parents sacrificed, made that move. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and do what you got to do. So to all the dads out there and parents, I know there's a lot of money involved in minor hockey in today's. And you see that GTHL right now, that kids coming from all over the world oh, yeah. come and play and expose themselves yep. to potentially make the NHL. But uh, all around, it's a fierce uh, competition out there in Canada. <laughs> it's some crazy competition. Gilbert, let's, let's get a little bit more in depth. Now, back then... As I'm sure it is still, there was a rule that you couldn't transfer from province to province, right? Correct. Yet there was ways around it if your family was going to be that committed and that, I guess committed is the best word to use. Now, 
we've done a show before. Yeah. So I just find this being so interesting. So now this was so intense that there was investigators that were like watching and everything and making sure that you guys were staying in Ontario and that you weren't violating the rules, correct? Exactly. It's a, it's a sacrifice my parents made. Uh, we put the house for sale. It was legit. My parents moved to Niagara Falls. We stayed in the, trying to relocate at that time to the house would sell in Drummondville. We stayed in a nice little hotel. My, Phil Surf and my late parents, they just couldn't speak any English, right? But uh, they knew they were going to do it for four or five months. Investigator yeah. would come in, make sure my parents were still at the same hotel, still looking for a location. I was billeted and I was going to a nice French immersion school in Welland. And uh, after a few months, they realized this kid, uh, he's not going anywhere. And that's yeah. when we figured out they uh, released us and, and let yeah. me move on, like what you say. But wow. Now, uh, it, was, it, was, it was weird uh, how we created the, the situation of taking my release from Drummondville minor hockey. Uh, thanks to them, today I, I wouldn't be here if I was yeah. secretly get, there you that, go. get that So now, 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 we're, now we've done a couple of applauses already, but now we're talking about your late parents sacrificing and moving. So we're going to have to do it again, my friend. So, so Gilbert, and, and this is this is perfect timing because I'm a really, really, really big family oriented with hockey type of guy. Yep. I believe that the families get need to get more credit. People do not understand the differences between hockey and other sports. It takes such a bigger commitment. There's so much more money involved. There's so much more traveling involved, equipment involved, having to rent ice, having to do this, that, the other. There's so much, period, okay? So now, I wanna talk about you getting drafted to the OHL. And I, I don't know if it was called the OHA at that time. OHL. OHL. It was the OHL at that time. So now, I just wanna make sure that I'm correct. So this was the 19th round, 308th overall, yep. something like that. Yep. You were selected. Now, this is at a time where there was no internet to be people sharing information. This is a player that came from Quebec that people don't really know the situation. And this is where you were drafted. Now, what I want to ask you is how did you deal with this? Because I heard that you went to the draft, that you were there, that you shook their hands. Let me shut up now. Talk about that situation. Well, I'll tell you what, sometimes there's rumbling, uh, obviously, before the draft's happening. You have a good season, coaching staff here, the scouts are around. And uh, they said, you know what, I think it'd be good to come out maybe third or fourth round, fifth or seventh round. I said, oh, I'll take that, see what's happening. Yeah. And great experience, right? You had great experience for a 17-year-old said, this is my draft here. Rowdy, rowdy crowds out there, rowdy there crowds. Rowdy. Sorry to interrupt you. Here, calm down, guys, calm down. <laughs> Gilbert will talk to you later. All right, sorry, Gilbert. Yeah, it's all good. But uh, you know what, and this is happened. So the draft started here in Toronto. We went too far. Uh, it was just outside of town here. And I drive by the arena every single day off the 401. I looked, I said, I was drafted there. So the draft started at 9 a.m. and hoped that uh, you get drafted, you know, a few hours or not. My billets came. My sister from uh, Ghislaine and LA came for the draft. It's, it's huge for us, right? It's huge to have an opportunity to go shake. You see the tables all set up, right, Sean? Yeah. You see tables in, inside the, uh, it's really the arena. Cool. First round goes back, second, third round. Anyway, uh, 5 p.m. comes along, a little disappointed. My, Everyone around me says, should we leave? I said, I think we should. And here we go. We heard my name from the Kitchen Rangers. Yeah. 19th round. 
getting drafted. The funny joke about this is when I made the team to Kitchener, they said, go back to the hotel and enjoy some cocktails with your family. All we had it was like half two carrots left over and half <laughs> bottles of water. There was nothing left by the time I showed up <laughs> at the reception. So it was amazing. But do you see how hard you can realize something and, and do it, right? You just experience it. Oh, yeah. And uh, unfortunately, when you speed up to the NHL, when the things in Vancouver, a lot of money to spend, I'd rather I opt out due to the bad experience in junior. And I said, no, I think I'll just watch it on TV. <laughs> that's what I did. So, so now I, I also wanted to get in Gilbert. I wanted the, the viewers and listeners to understand that not everything comes easy, right? Not everything comes easy. And that first year, you didn't make that team. Nope. You were sent back to tier two, but I heard you broke records yep. when you went back. Yep. Let, let's hear you talk yeah, about it. You know it. what? It's disappointing. Once again, you you feel like you belong there. You, I felt like I could have made the team. I felt like someone took my spot that should have been there. You know, it's frustration, right? You're, you just want to just the dream of wearing the kiss. You know, you're in UHL. Yeah. You're like, yeah. This is my next level. And I came back. Took about a couple of weeks, Sean. Trust me. I said, get back to Niagara Falls. And then I felt like a king, right? You're just adjusted and... Had a great line that year. I scored over 40 goals. We made it to the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it was a fantastic. I broke a record one game. That was a huge, huge brawl. And obviously, I'm not the fighter. So I sat back and see what's going on. Everyone's suspended. So I think there was only seven of us left, left <laughs> yeah. on the bench during the playoffs. So uh, we won 10 to 3, and I scored seven goals and three assists. So wow. seven goals and three assists. It was unbelievable. It was sickening, right, at 17 years of age. so That's incredible. That's incredible, Joe Bear. So now, and then the following season, was that the year that you guys lost to Eric Lindros' team? Yes. Yeah, so then when we went to Kitchener, yep. uh, my second year, my first year was a learning curve again. Yep. Just didn't play much. The second year, I had great line. I ended up with 105 points. Play with my uh, my good teammate uh, Jason Firth. That's uh, from Thunder Bay. Cheers to Jason Firth. Uh, back shout out and Jason. shout out. Yes, Jason, Jason Firth and uh, Stephen Rice during that time. And uh, you know what? We uh, we came through the back door. What they say at that time, Hamilton was hosting, and the team was playing, not having a good season. It did look good for OHL and for the Memorial Cup uh, venue. So they ditched the uh, Hamilton because they only had six wins at that time, and they said, No, I think we're going to give it a a chance to have two Ontario team and we came in and do a best of five against uh, best of three against Oshawa and uh, Oshawa ended up hosting the Memorial Cup yes and we lost unfortunately double overtime to the Eric Lindros and till this day when I've seen him a few times in the summer <laughs> he was enjoying the Memorial Cup uh, trophy and uh, I was a little bitter but uh, during my trade to Philadelphia that was my biggest moment that I said, you can keep the Memorial Cup ring because I got the Stanley Cup ring. So, he's, <laughs> that's now, right. Now he yeah. bows to me. Yeah. 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 Right there. So, awesome. All right. So now the the next thing I wanted to talk about, brother, was actually the NHL draft. Okay. Mm -hmm. So now, again, this is every kid's dream to be drafted, but we're talking about. A kid that was born in Drummondville, Quebec, which is kind of midway between more the, the Ile de Montréal and the Ville de Quebec. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just trying to imitate the way I used to talk when I lived in Quebec. Yeah. I, the boys used to make fun of me so much. I, I got the worst English accent, apparently, of all time. You're doing good. You're but, 
Drummondville is halfway between Montreal and Quebec City. Yes. Okay. So, dude, you got drafted to the Montreal Canadiens and you're from Quebec. That must have been such an incredible, powerful feeling. And don't forget, like, Sean, because you did some junior hockey also. Yeah. And, you know, the older players, then you get drafted, right? It's so awesome. You see the at that time we had Richard Borgel get drafted by Edmonton, Shane Stevenson by Boston Bruins, and now they all have agents. Now they're bringing their their patent sticks and they're paying. Their, you know, <laughs> it seems like the the stuff that I was seeing in junior, like disappointment. No, it made me work harder, right? I said someday I'm just gonna. Maybe it'd be like them. They get drafted and hope to get drafted. But back in the old days, we had scouts, real yeah. scouts in the stands. You oh, had yeah. 10, 20 scouts. You knew the guys with the shirt and tie and the, the, the top hat, the Seinfeld coat, the executive <laughs> coat, right, Kathy? The executive coat uh, out in the stands, and you knew you knew what's going on. You had to play hard because you have one opportunity. That scout will come once. If you don't have a good game, you might not you might not see you again. Yeah. If you have a decent game, he'll take a chance and say, "I'll go watch him again a couple of times." But at the end of the day, you know, the draft with the Canadians, all you know is my brother Marcel got drafted that time in the 70s, Lafleur Dion. Dion ended up going to LA, Lafleur got into Montreal. And uh, when I find out I got drafted on TV by the Canadians, I get the phone call. I was disappointed, believe it or not. And people always say, why were you? I said, how in the heck? They just came out winning the Stanley Cup in 86. Yep. They lost in the finals in 89. How am I going to make this lineup? Yeah, how, how am I mentally going to come into the greatest, te- you know, the team in 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 history? In the yeah, in history, yeah, yeah. Just like the Yankees in baseball, the Red yep. Sox, right? You wait in line forever, uh, but uh, at the end you get used to it. The color of the Habs, the original six was even better. And uh, today I'm so proud to be a Montreal Canadiens alumni. Man, I mean, thank you for sharing that. That that's really really cool stuff. So now, yeah. That, that's good. We're here at Bottom Line in Toronto, which is Toronto's classiest sports bar. And guys, I'm telling you, it is off the chain here. You got to check it out, 22 Front Street. Just had to throw a little plug it's in there. Absolutely, for, for absolutely. Our, yep. I, I plug Own, in. I come here yep. all the time. I come to half a dozen games to the Toronto Maple Leafs. This is where I come and eat and mingle. It's such a family-oriented bar and, and mingling. It's so friendly and safe. The staff is amazing, and the food is great. And the owner with Wayne Cowley is even better, and his wife. It's, it's amazing. Well yeah. done. Thank yeah. you so yeah. much. Shout out to Wayne Cowley. So, following the timeline here, brother, we mentioned the thing about the Big E, Eric Lindros, right? So now, the trade to Philly. I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about that. Did you know before? Did you find out hearing on the radio? How did you, like, like how did that all happen? So we win the Cup in 93 with so many stories, Sean. I wouldn't have many, you know, many, much more time to explain oh, yeah. what happened. We're going to talk time. about the ring and the cup we, we will at the, the end. The cup, but, yes. Uh, you know, things sometimes, lockout happen. Uh, sometimes teams got to change things up, right? I mean, uh, I knew I was going to get traded uh, a week prior to the, uh, the moment. Jacques Demers came out to Ottawa. We had a game, and I, I was a healthy scratch. He says, you're, you're being traded. I'm not telling you when. Okay, keep it hush, you know. Uh, I was in this hotel room. Uh, you're going to play with a great center, blah, 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 whatever. He was trying to sell me at that point, and I, I, I knew at that time we took the bus back from Ottawa to Montreal. I grabbed a couple of cases of beer uh, and, and put in the bus, and I was shaking hands to everyone. I said, I think I'm gone, boys. I am gone. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone, which was, you know, the, the bellows, Danfu, Smuller, and Keen, and, and, you know, shaking hands oh. for that two hours, and we ended up drinking a little more when we got back, and the next day called from... Uh, uh, Serge Chavard told me I was traded to the Flyers. 
that was uh, thanks for he says thanks for your service, but you got traded to the Flyers. Yes. And Bobby Clark will give you a, a shout. Here I am, the Hall of Fame search of art, bunch of Stanley Cup winner. Yeah. Transferred a phone call to Sir uh, to uh, Bobby Clark, another another Hall of, of Famer. Right Hall of Famer. Yeah. Like, I was in awe. I didn't really care what was going on here. I just want to go play hockey. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And like so so even before that, Gilbert, one thing that I want to point out is that a lot of people that come from sports families where there might be an older sibling or a father that is famous in the sport and then the other family members come along and people are like, okay, but you're a person that has so much passion for the game. I, I, I recognize that. I recognize that the first show that we had, I recognize that now that we're in the person, in person, the passion that you have for hockey is incredible. You are a student of the game and you really enjoyed being there. And I just wanted to point that out. Now, with my show, I do things a little bit differently. I just asked you about the trade for Montreal because in a way, like especially emotionally because of the boys, it was a little bit down for you. But now let's talk about the top with Montreal. When you won that Stanley Cup, the 1993 Stanley Cup champion of the Montreal Canadiens, Gilbert Dion. Like, okay, my first question for you, because I'm such a big fan. I want to know what it was like when you got the cup and you lift, I'm loud enough already, and you lifted it up. I want to know who gave it to you, and I want to know how heavy that darn thing is. <laughs> Well, I'm fortunate enough, once you win the cup, you can always raise it again. So a few weeks uh, passed, my girlfriend and I, Kathy and I, went to the Hockey Hall of Fame. We had a venue going on with Hockey Helps the Homeless. And um, I just wanted to kind of surprise her. She's new to this, to the, uh, to the event I do all the time. I said, do you think you want to try to touch it? She goes, can I go? Yes. <laughs> well, you can't lift it alone. So then I grabbed it and lifted it. Okay. And the host, the guest, uh, the host that was there says, only the players that won the cup uh, gets to raise it over above their uh, their uh, their head. Yes, it's 35 pounds. It's very heavy. So I'm on 30, the ice. Okay. Very exciting. I'm one of the youngest on the team, so I'm the last to travel. So there's a picture. I think it was after Gary Lehman handed out to me. Well, and I believe I grabbed it. And then you see, following Patrick Quinn behind me, because he had to do a Disney World commercial, so he was trying to hurry up. So there's a picture <laughs> raising, and I'm looking up in the stands, and who knows that's up there? It's my brother Marcel. So oh. I, 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 I raised the cup. Yeah. I was waiting for the opportunity to be in that corner, and Marcel and my uh, sister-in-law, Carol, was at the game, and I looked at him and I said, we did it. So when he, he knew when I said, I yelled, I said, we did it. It was as far as the Dion family finally brought that the cup, amazing. brought the hub home. Let's not forget, it was a well-run, and if we speed up game of today, it was a clicky team right we had we had to make sure everything was great and I'll, I'll do one quick story of many please uh, that you find out after the fact so Jacques Demers our coach pulled the top eight veterans uh, Carboneau, Muller, Danfus, Bellows, Keen, uh, Desjardins and Poitschneier he brought these guys in the dressing room and Jacques says listen guys I'm going to take probably 40 seconds out of your ice time, average ice time so I get to play the kids and the kids was myself, Paul DiPietro, Ed Ronan uh, Breeze Bois, Kevin Aller in defense. And the boys look, it's your, we're in, we're in coach. Wow. This is, you're coaching us, you believe in yeah. that Fort Lane has to play a little more than yeah. the usual, we're in. And the stage you realize if it wasn't for them sacrificing a little bit of ice time, mm -hmm. at that time you grew up to say, all I need is one chance, one ice time. Give me one shift, I'll go score. You don't need 20 minutes of ice time. You don't need to average so many. Of course, the odds are better, 
But that one shift, that's all you need mentally to be prepared. And Sean, like you know yourself in your career, yeah. you don't have to go all that ice time all the time, but you have to prepare mentally, physically to go, I'm going to yeah. go fight this guy, I'm going to yeah. do this. And without you guys and the guys I had, the late Ted Yuan, Todd Yuan, Mario Ribeiro's protecting us to go score goals and win games, we, we couldn't have done it without our toughness. But what do you mean I didn't get a lot of ice time? <laughs> <laughs> I check your uh, hockey DB stats. <laughs> I can tell. A hat trick in the OHL. <laughs> I, hey, I, I, I got to keep my confidence. All right, so what I wanted to get into next was, I mean, obviously you had a great a great career, um, Gilbert. You played over 700 professional games, about 200, almost 250 games in the NHL. I noticed that you had your number retired by my good friend now, Jason Payne's team, the Cincinnati Cyclones. Yes. Now... Yes. Yeah. Hey. I mean, I mean, dude, you're a Stanley Cup champion, so you've already reached the tops of everything. I think things like getting your number retired and stuff like that is 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 just as special to you because you've accomplished so much, right? Of course. And uh, let's not forget that once you make the NHL, it's hard, but once to stay in it is even harder. Yes. And you know, you're there. You wish you could. I could have played a thousand games like some of them. Yeah. Things happen, right? Things fall out. There's a bunch of lineups out there. I was disappointed. Went to Cincinnati, and then the young kids are looking at me and says, "You know what, Gilbert? Like at least you lived it. I'm still I'm a first round pick, yeah. sitting here in the minors and don't even get to try out." I go, "You know what? He brought me back, right?" I said, yeah. You're right. So after my career, I knew that the NHL was over. I, I went end up going to the IHL in Cincinnati and made my home there for about four or five years. And you know what? Thanks to the Booster Club, thanks to the city of Cincinnati that I was representing uh, the hockey. Of sports there because yeah. here I am sitting next to Johnny Bench, Pete Rose, and you have the Barry Larkins and the yeah. Ken Griffey Jr. It's very the, true. The Reds. I'm like, what's going on here? And I was representing uh, the Cincinnati Cyclones yeah. for hockey. Uh, fantastic time. I appreciate it. I even got my day, Gilbert Dion Day, on December 2nd uh, in honor and the mayor just. I haven't been there for, again to do a day, so I can't wait to do it. Well, dude, and you got to do it because in trouble. I'm telling you that the coach there, Jason Payne, he's, yeah. he's my buddy from I'm Toronto. So happy for him. Yeah, I, yeah, I, man. Oh, so you know Jason? Oh, then. Right on. Shout right out to Jason yeah, Payne. Jason, man, I hope uh, keep doing what you're doing. And tell you what, the NHL is not too far off, my friend. Uh, you're gonna deserve it. It's time for guys like you uh, and stop recycling the NHL. But you guys need the opportunity from you, management. Any coaches out there, minor hockey in the in the minor league system, deserve a shot to the NHL. So let's hope the old country club uh, smarten up a little bit and give these guys opportunities. Yes, yes, yes. I, love I love it. I love it. Don't call me. Painter, ain't doing that. Painter, don't get too emotional, man. That was a really good shout out, man. But that's it's true. It's that's true. great. So now, okay. So now, like, we're 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 getting towards the end of here, Gilbert. Like. I'm a little bit sad. That's why my tone's changing because I, you know, this is probably the, one of the funnest things I've done in a very long time, my friend. Like, this is absolutely incredible. But I guess what I wanted to touch upon now was just, you know, just just the, well, what you what you have going on now. Um, I mean, I mean, you mentioned the, the, the lovely other half, and and yeah, man, I'm, I I just yeah yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's she. she she became my agent now, not too long ago. So she's watching me right now, big time. But like, I, I just, I just see how happy and content you are right now. Well, so yeah. can you explain your yeah, secret? Absolutely. You know what? Again, since I think this month is uh, Mental Health Month and everything, uh, anyone mm -hmm. goes through some dark times, 
and I did a few years back and uh, decided to shake things up, you know, like I created nothing but sunshine, I tattooed myself to it, that I thought like sulking, sulking in my own apartment, right, you know, going through a, a, a divorce and thinking you're going to lose your kids and so forth, and I go, you know what, this, the guy next door is probably having a worse time than me, and that's how I shook things up, I go, this is not that bad, you know, let's create something different. Let's rise and bring some sunshine. So today I've, I did some work. I used to do some artificial grass in the past. I gave it all up and now I'm fundraising. I'm helping Hockey Helps the Homeless. Any events I'm doing out there right now, you'll see myself on my Facebook page and Instagram, uh, donating hockey prizes and so forth. I represent the Canadians, the Flyers and, uh, and the Florida Panthers and myself as a hockey player and telling stories, right? This is what I'm about. I'm trying to market myself. Yes, and, and, you, and, you, and you're, incre you're incredible, buddy. Yeah, and see what You're happens, absolutely incredible. This is what's going on and everything. And uh, like you said, it, it's a true me. I got some great alumni friends that does the same thing. And uh, it's so enjoyable, but uh, hopefully this will keep going. And, uh, and thank you for the invitation. Yes, bro. And, and like, I'll tell you what, from the moment that you walked into this building, you brought the good energy. You have an aura about you, my friend. Well, this, it, you know what? This is not fake, right? You, you, this is it, as right? genuine I mean, as it could possibly yeah, be. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. I, I, and I'm telling you, and, and the reason why I'm saying this is I'm, I'm, because I believe that everything's going to blow up what you're doing. Everything's going to get really big. So, ladies and gentlemen, you must be prepared. When you meet Gilbert, there's a special energy. You got to make sure you ate right before you see him. You got to get your rest. Make sure you're thirsty. This is, <laughs> this is the real deal right here. And I just wanted to thank you for coming on the show, brother. Yeah, and we, it's, Gilbert, on... it's Gilbert. Dion. 94 on Instagram. Let's okay, yes. Yeah, say that one more time. I'll say it one more time. It's Gilbert, G-I-L-B-R-T. Dion, D-I-O-N-N-E. 94 on Instagram. There you go, Don't brother. Don't ask me why 94 it is, but it's just... Hey, it is, hey, it, it, thank you so much. And I want to thank the listeners for tuning in to another episode of The Sheriff. We'll see you next time, guys. Woo! Thanks for tuning in, baby.